know, frankly, this is something that a lot of people do, right? It's like, once you've had your heart broken once, you never have, you, want, you never want to have your heart broken again. If you're a person who's heard the word no from a boss, an ex, a team that cut you, a job market that didn't want you, an accident or diagnosis that left you debilitated and depressed, or felt paralyzed by any setback that you just weren't willing to accept, this is the show for you. Because it'll teach you what my dad always taught me, that failure is just opportunity in disguise. This is Matthew Del Negro, and you're listening to 10,000 No's. Welcome back to 10,000 Knows. This is Matthew Del Negro, your host. And we've got what, if this were a network TV show, we would say this is a very special Valentine's Day episode. Uh, it is for all of you that are uh, lonely or finding yourself um, not where you want to be in relationships right now. And Actually, it's for other people as well, because as you'll hear, we are going to relate this story to not only to love, but to business and to parenting and to anything else. It's really about the choices that you make and putting yourself out there and putting yourself in a position where you're not rejecting yourself before someone else rejects you. So I think it is uh, more universal than just a story about love, but it is kind of a great uh uh, around the world love story that you're about to hear. Before we get right into it, I want to read a couple of reviews that we got on iTunes uh, that will speak to why I want to share the story of Xander and Maddie with you. So one of them is from Craig JM8. He says, thank you. This is by far the most inspiring thing I've ever listened to. I find myself relating on a deep level to the guests with a wide range of experiences and crying tears of inspiration. It always shifts my mindset to one of gratitude, giving me the feeling that I have the resilience to push through anything. I tell everyone about it because, wow, it has helped me in my life so much. You are out If you are out there and you only have time for one podcast in your life, this is the one. The other review that I wanted to share is it says, phenomenal show. This is Luke Andrews 7. Thank you, Luke, whoever you are. It says, great insight and actionable takeaways. I love the switch between in-depth interviews and short solo episodes. Always great nuggets I can immediately implement. And the reason I point out those two reviews is that's what I hope with this episode. Actionable takeaways that you can implement into your life. You're going to hear these two people, one of them is a former guest, Xander Fryer and Maddie Applin. You're going to hear their story of how they met each other and, and how Maddie came from Australia to California and they are now engaged. And, and what I want is not to just present it as <clears throat> a story that you're going to listen to and then, and then forget about, but to really ask yourself where in your life can you make different choices that will make your life different and more the way you want it to be. You'll see what I mean as as we go on and and you hear what they did to find each other. Uh, but that's that's really what I want you to keep in mind as you hear this story. Uh, we have Xander Fryer and Maddie Applin. Here they are. You guys really do have a a bit of a crazy love story of how you met, how you got together. I've yeah. heard it before. I would love for listeners to hear it. 
especially releasing this on Valentine's Day. Um, my what I'm fascinated with is you guys have kind of, you know, applied what you've learned in business and kind of applied it to love, which is not new with dating apps. I have, you know, friend from growing up who met his wife on match, my sister-in-law, same thing. Like it's, it's people have come over to it, but I think you guys took it to a new level. So (laughs) I, I, I would love for you just, you know, jump in whenever you want of like how you guys met and what, you know, Xander, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to the episode I did with you maybe a year ago. So people can get yeah. your full story if they want to go back, unless they hate you guys after hearing this, because you're so happily <laughs> in love. <laughs> that's the, that's the danger with this episode. It could be nauseating to people because you guys really are giddy with each other, but yep. why yep. don't you take it away? How did you guys meet? What was the story? I'll let, I'll let you start it off. All right. So um, it was 2017. Was it 2017? Yeah. 2017. Um, I'd been single for about four, almost five years. And I'd, I'd been single for about the same, about four years too. Yeah. And I'd, you know, it wasn't really, I hadn't been trying. I hadn't really been doing anything. I just was working on myself and kind of got to a point where I was like, all right, enough working on myself. I need to actually put myself out there. Um, and I started going on a few dates and nothing really came from it. And then I see this video on, (laughs) on Facebook that was just titled like, help me find love. And so basically from, from Xander's side of the story, it was same thing for him is that you kind of had been going along and not really doing anything. And it got to October. Yeah. It got to October, 2017. Um, and this was about a year into me building my, my coaching business. And, uh, you know, it really started to be financially very successful. Um, and one of our mutual friends, Matt, Craig Ballantyne, um, uh, you know, I was doing some work with him and he's like, Xander, your business is doing really well. You're going to all your friends' weddings. Like, what are you, what are you doing for your love life? Like, you know, and he's like, you said one of your goals in 2017 was to, to meet, you know, meet the woman of your dreams. And he's like, it's October. You've got, you know, two months left. Right. And he's like, you know, what have you done? I was like, um, uh, nothing. Uh, so, so Craig basically pushed me to do a Facebook live in my business Facebook group, uh, titled help me find love. Yeah. And, uh, and how many days left did you have? Wasn't it like you wasn't it like the end of the year or something and you it had was, to do it. So by it New was year end of October. And I basically in that Facebook live, I said, um, you know, I said, all right, I, I, I wanted to find an amazing woman before the end of 2017. Uh, it's end of October. I've got about 60 days left before, uh, before the end of the year. So, um, my goal is still to meet that woman before the end of the year. And if I do not, if I do not meet this person by the end of the year, I will do whatever weird shit you guys can come up with. And this is a, this is a group of, you know, 2,500 coaches and entrepreneurs, um, you know, so, uh, it was, it was pretty entertaining because they just filled up the comments with, uh, shave your head, dance, you know, dance on third street promenade naked, donate your car, uh, you know, just all these things that I would have to do if I did not meet the, uh, you know, the woman of my dreams by the yeah. end of this year. You also actually got some backlash from it. I did. I got, <laughs> I got a decent yeah. amount of backlash because this is, you know, it's a, it's a personal development heavy group, right? So, 
uh, you know, all these coaches and relationship coaches reaching out be like, Xander, you can't force love. You got to work on yourself first. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there like, I've been working on myself for years. Uh, it's time, it's time for me to get into action and actually make something happen here. Well, that's, um, that's something that I, I thought of as we were setting this up is people could listen and they hear that. I remember the first time I, I heard it, my, my very first gut reaction is like, well, you can't like, it, it sounds like there's a, there's a one version where it sounds like you're objectifying the, you know, quote, the woman of your dreams. It's like, I'm going to yeah. find the woman of my dreams. Like she's going to be like in a storefront or something like that. Yeah. And, and knowing you, I know that's not the case. And knowing your relationship, I know that's not the case. But what I find interesting about it is it, it it's, it, it is very much like sales, which, you know, it's very much like business. It's very much like everything that we talk about on this show, Overcoming knows. It's just more putting yourself in a position where you have more at bats, yeah, you know, like where you're you, more if, willing to fail. You know, the, the yeah. truth becomes at that point, right? It's like, I don't care. I don't care how much work you've done on yourself. If you're not putting yourself out there, mm -hmm right? It, you're not going to find someone. And that's, that's kind of what it came down to is just like you mentioned, like I wasn't even putting myself in an opportunity to meet someone because I hadn't been on any dates in, you know, nine, 12 months, whatever it was. Now, right? why so, was that? Because you were too busy with work? So, so what you just said, quote unquote, too busy would have been my answer. Yeah. Right. But let's be honest, right? It was just, you know, I, I had gotten comfortable in the business side of my life, mm -hmm. right? I had gotten comfortable focusing on business and what made me uncomfortable was putting myself out there possibly to be rejected by somebody that, you know, maybe I was to develop feelings for. And, and this is something, you know, frankly, this is something that a lot of people do, right? It's like, once you've had your heart broken once, you never have, you, want, you never want to have your heart broken again, right? Like it really sucks, so like, that was a major reason why for four years for me, like, I didn't really like open myself up to anyone. I, I, you know, I, I, I go on dates here and there and, you know, I'd have fun every now and then I was a kid in his mid twenties going out to bars, but like, I would not really truly open myself up to the possibility of connecting with someone mm. because of the fear of being rejected again. Which I think also relates to you know, there are actors that listen to this podcast and, you know, you could be in class working on your craft, but if you're not auditioning, you're not going to get work. And that, that's fine yeah. if you just want to work on the craft of acting. But if you are expecting to potentially make a living doing this, you have to audition, you, you know, yeah. you, you have to, or you have to be so wildly talented and lucky that people are just coming to you, but that's that, that you very, just very, all, you know, everything coming to you. Yeah. yeah. And that's and not, the, yeah. well, the interesting piece there is like, you can get really comfortable just crafting your craft and yeah. that's the comfortable piece. You know, I got really comfortable working on myself because that was the piece that I enjoyed and that made me feel good, but actually putting myself out there and going on dates and, you know, actually going and auditioning, that's the really scary piece. Like that's when you're actually putting something on the line. Yeah. So you can get really comfortable doing the things that make you feel good. And then when really getting out of your comfort zone, that's kind of when you get tested. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. yeah. I, I relate to it with this podcast. My favorite part of the podcast really is this, is talking to people. Mm -hmm. If I could just do this, I'd be like, that, that's great. But, you know, to get people to listen, you have to 
put it out there. You have to, you know, whether it's promo videos or just, you know, letting people know, advertise, whatever it is, you, you need to do, you have to go to market in a way if that's, and that's kind of what you did in this situation. So, so that's your, you went to market and, and what what's crazy about the story is that that way before but yes that's what we did you did you kind of went to market and what's crazy is that with facebook live the market included the whole world because you maddie were a world away literally a world away you in australia right Mm -hmm. you guys had never you had never met at that point right it was like how did you hear about this this facebook live were you part of his group she okay. she was part of my group. Uh, do you want to tell? So I may she have may, she like, may have done a little bit of stalking. I may have done a little bit of stalking <laughs> for a little bit. So <laughs> basically, the way that I you know ever heard of Xander was I was really into Jack Canfield again, personal development, and I was on Instagram and I saw this video of this really hot guy in being interviewed next to Jack Canfield about how you just made six figures. By the way, if you ever, I'm, I'm not speaking bad of Jack, but if you ever want to make yourself look better, you just have to sit next to a 72-year-old guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to I I was gonna say, get to, the part, get to the part about Xander. You're talking about this hot guy next to Jack Campbell, <laughs> but get to the part about Xander. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Matt. Thanks. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, so that has nothing to do with it, no. <laughs> Um, so I listened to this podcast and, and was like, this guy has so much drive and he's really into everything that I'm about. And so I started following you and I don't even remember how I got into your Facebook group. It might've been on a link in your Instagram or something. And so I got into his Facebook group and it was around, nothing actually happened for about a year. And then it was around the time I must've just stalked you for a year. (laughs) And then it was around the time when I was really looking to get my business up and running and, uh, somehow, you know, I was in that group and I think I just started thinking about having, you know, investing in your course. And I see this Facebook live pop up titled help me find love. And I must've been looking at a couple of your videos for a while, because I just remember thinking that he has this energy and, and previously before reaching out, I had a, um, a four page list of everything that I wanted in my ideal part. And it was like, books that he'd read. It was, you know, physical aspects. It was, you know, type of person that I wanted him to be. And, um, how many years older, like I got really specific and, um, literally, and I didn't know this at the time, but he took every single one, every single thing off my, off the list of four pages. But did you copy and paste it from his website? That's the question. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And like, must be speaker, must know Jack (laughs) Canville. So, first name, first name be- begins with a Z. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so I just remember seeing him and being like, this guy has so many, you know, attributes and qualities that I'm really looking for in someone. And I had been throwing my hat over the fence so many times just prior to meeting Xander. So I really made this commitment to myself to like get out of my comfort zone. And I was doing these things called bold requests. So every single day I had to make a really bold request, whether it was like reaching out to a really massive influencer or, you know, asking someone you know to speak at something or asking to speak for someone, you know, at, on, at their event or whatever it was, I had to make a really big request every single day that just scared the living daylights out of me. And so I saw this Facebook live and I was like, I have to reach out. And so, you know, I, I reached out and I remember just saying like, 
and in my head, I'm just thinking this is ridiculous because I really had him on a pedestal. Like I had him on a Jack Canfield pedestal and he's halfway across the world. And I'm like, this is crazy. This guy doesn't even know me, but I had to reach out. And so I, I remember just writing this message. Like I know, I think I started it off with, I know this sounds crazy because yeah. I'm halfway across the world. You know, I live in Australia and you live in the US and honestly, I'm not sure what's going to come from this, but I'm just really attracted to you and your energy and, you know, everything that you're about. And I would love to connect. And it's interesting because I sat there and I remember sitting there at my desk with this message and I sat there for probably about 15 minutes just being like, do I send it? Do I not? Like, is this going to sound crazy? You know, this I, I think that's so like, that's something that every single one of us do is like, we try and talk ourselves yeah. out of doing like that one thing. And it's like, it's crazy for me to think about that moment for her. Cause like I sit here, you know, now two and a half years later and like we have, you know, the most amazing life on the beach in Encinitas. And like, mm-hmm. there was like a 15 minute window <laughs> Yeah. We're like, this could have not happened yeah. if you had not reached out, which is just mm-hmm. crazy to me. Yeah. yeah. And that's happening all over every day for everybody that listens. You know, yeah. how many things it's like that movie. I don't even think yeah. I saw the actual movie, but Sliding Doors, the Gwyneth Paltrow movie yeah. where, you know, you get on the train, you get off the train. And yeah. How many different factors can affect your life and how many times throughout the day do you make the bold move or like, I, I just, I imagine her with that, like with that message and her thumb, like floating over the send button on her phone Mm -hmm. and like her brother bumping into her and accidentally sending it or something like that. (laughs) And like, that's the only reason that it got sent. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, the only reason, frankly, that I even reached out was because it did feel impossible. Like it felt like I was like, this is not going to go anywhere, but I'd made a commitment to myself to do the things that I really didn't know if it was going to pan out and the things that just seemed crazy. And so I, yeah, I remember sitting there and just being like, am I, is he then not going to take me into his course? Like there was a ton of things going through my head. And then I was like, you know what? I I just have to send it. I just have to get out of my comfort zone. And so I just hit send and was like, let's just see what happens. (laughs) Um, and obviously, you know, we connected and you were really open to it and you were yeah. kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm not sure what's going to come from this, but let's just connect and, and see what happens. Um, so, well, at that point I had also, I had also committed to shaving my head if I didn't find yeah. someone. So I had, <laughs> so he was desperate. I had, I had a little, yeah, I was, uh, there's a, there's a tiny bit of desperation as well. So <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. So That's we set funny. up a zoom call. That's kind of all you can do when you're halfway across the world. Yeah. Uh, I think he fell more in love with my accent than anything else, but it worked. So, um, you know, we really <laughs> hit it off on that first call and we set up another one, uh, you know, a couple of weeks later. And this was kind of mid-December now that we'd set up the second call for. And we set up this second call. I get on Zoom and you know how you're just sitting there and it just says, for those of you who, who don't know Zoom very well, you have to wait for the, for the host to start a meeting. And it just says, as you're sitting there, it's like waiting for the host to start the meeting. And so I'm sitting there for like 15 minutes waiting for the host to start the meeting who just never shows. So he completely stands me out. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I don't, I don't remember it going this way, by the Mm way. Um, but yeah, I probably stood her up. He definitely <laughs> was, okay. So was that, you know, because I, I know your relationship now and I know that how much you value Maddie. So what was going through your head at the time? Was so, it just, yeah. So well, number one, I don't think you really, at that point, 
I don't, you mean, you've mentioned this before, but I don't think you really, um, I don't think I really knew that there was something there. Yeah. Right. So I think, I think I really, you know, obviously I really connected with her over zoom the one time we had chatted, but at the same time, you know, the stories are going through my head around like, Oh, she lives halfway across the world. Is this even possible? Um, and then I think again, you know, it, it kind of went back to like the habits that I had built up to that point were, were I was focused on business. Like that was what I was doing. And from what I remember, like something broke in the business, like, uh, you know, something in our, our sales or lead generation broke. So I just defaulted to like, turn everything else off, focus on the business. And I, I did, I'm pretty sure I ended up standing, <laughs> standing up Maddie that, uh, for that second meeting. Um, but but how did you make up for it? Uh, well, I didn't make up for it. She made up for it. So, well, so in my head, there's so many things going on again. Like, well, he's clearly not interested or, and you know, there's so many things on my list about like he had to be in integrity and all of these things. And yet, frankly, I knew that there could have been a bunch of other reasons as to why you didn't show up. So again, I had to put that, you know, all of those stories. Yeah. Well, I think any, any other person would have probably told themselves like any number of stories, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like he didn't show he's not good enough for me or he's not interested Mm -hmm. or there's so many stories that could have been said. And I think kind of the beautiful part from Maddie is like, she just kind of put all that aside and was like, there's probably a good reason. Mm -hmm. Right. And you, continue to reach out. Yeah. So I just reached back out and, um, you know, I remember you saying, cause I basically was like, not sure if I got the wrong time zone. And he was basically like, no, sorry, something broke in my business. And he was like, I'm not sure that we're going to connect, you know, get time to connect before Christmas. Cause this was like December. Yeah. And I basically, you know, just reached back out. Cause for me, there was, there was really something there and I couldn't explain it and I didn't know what it was, but there was something there that I had to pursue. And, um, I basically just reached out and was like, look, you know, nothing is going to come from this. If we, you know, try and connect over zoom, why don't we just meet up in person? And I was like, I'm flying over to Dubai to visit dad. So why don't I just stop? <laughs> why, over? why don't I just stop by Swing in San, by Diego. San Diego? Yeah. It's right. Yeah, on the because, <laughs> because, they are right next to each other. So were uh, you freaked out at any point here? Like, oh, this it could be like, this could be weird. Like, what if she I, comes? Me or him? You know, <laughs> Z- Xander, were you yeah. kind of like, you, you know, because you don't, you know, now you know her, but at the time yeah. you don't really yeah. know I someone. think, uh, you know, for me, I'm, I, I think I've created a habit of just being really open to anything and this is this is something that I've just done throughout my whole life, just having to be open to anything being possible. Um, and the more that I've done that, and kind of like what we were talking about earlier, the more that I've done that, yeah, you do have to put yourself out there a lot. And yeah, you do have to open yourself up to a lot of opportunities that don't work. Um, but because I've just made that habit, I've found that a lot of amazing things just kind of walk their way, literally, from across <laughs> the world, walk their way into my life, just to be open because... If I, if I reject, I think one thing that I've, one story that I've started to really tell myself over the last, you know, four or five years is I will never be the person to reject an opportunity before I know whether or not it is a real opportunity. And I think too many people do that, right? They reject something before you even really know what's going on, whether that's, you know, just like you mentioned, if someone's going to go in for an audition, like why would you reject yourself from that audition? before you actually go to the audition, right? Like you might tell yourself, oh, I'm not good enough or, oh, you know, there's too many people also auditioning that, you know, it just won't work for me. And so you reject yourself before you even have an opportunity to be rejected. 
Yeah. And I, I think I've, I've over the last few years, I've just, I've created this belief that like, I will never be that person to reject something before the opportunity actually presents itself. That's one of the takeaways of doing a podcast called 10,000 No's. I think I've realized a lot of the no's in my life have come from me. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, more so than from the world. You know, a a lot of times it's me assuming they're going to give a no and then not doing something or not following through or yeah. whatever, not putting myself out there. And I want to commend- if those were the no's that we started to count, we'd realize, holy crap, we're actually being rejected way more just because we're doing it first. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what, Maddie, what, what you've done in this situation is really something that's important. I think, you know, whether it's in love or in business, um, which is- don't assume that you know the answer of what, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I had this, just this week, somebody reached out to me about the show, uh, a good business opportunity potentially, and was very, um, you know, it was very positive and unsolicited. I responded and didn't hear back and then was like, huh, I responded again. And and hadn't heard back and was about to be like, what? You know, like, even like you reached out to me, man. You know, and I was like, no, no, don't just, just wait on it. And then lo and behold, two days later, this person responded and said, I'm so sorry. This was in my junk mail. I don't know yeah. wh- what happened, but it would, you know, I, I think I sent it from a different email. So it's, and, it could be, and we're sitting there telling ourselves, you know, telling yeah. ourselves like, oh, what a dick. Like, yeah. You're <laughs> telling yourself a story that, that, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the truth. And I think people are doing that all over the place, uh, myself included more than I would want to. Um, and, and, you know, particularly uh, why I hope this episode would resonate with people that are uh, single or, or maybe in a bad relationship. I don't know what, what people's situations are, but why I would hope it would, it would resonate is that sometimes you're in a, you're in a funk or, you, you know, you're feeling like you want to meet a mate and you're thinking there's no one out there and you, you say it enough and, and it becomes true. It, and it instead, becomes real. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of, you know, changing your tactics and realizing, Oh, if I, you know, it doesn't, not that I'm suggesting everybody out there should do a Facebook live <laughs> and that they're going to, you know, meet a beautiful woman from Australia who's going to fly, but it has worked. It has worked. Um, but, you know, there are things that people can do, habits they can change, actions they they can take that are different. So I want to, um, I want to also ask Maddie, I've so I so full disclosure to everyone listening. Since interviewing Xander, I then hired Xander to help me. We worked on really. I don't know what you would call that mindset work. Um, I'm, I'm not even quite sure. I would. It's it's coaching, but it was for me. What it was is it was we really broke down. You know, speaking about a lot of habits, we really dug yeah. deep and broke into some of my patterns and change them. And then from then I've, I've worked with Maddie as well. And, and you're kind of a different, you have, you guys have a different way of working, but, uh, mm. I'd lo- love for you to describe Maddie in your words, what it is that you do and, and how you work with people. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of like what you just mentioned is I do a lot of, you know, belief work. So a lot of the times we can have all of the 
the tools and the skills and, and the systems and we can have something right in front of us and yet we don't take the action yeah. because we hold ourselves back. Right. So, you know, I've, I've worked with clients that are just starting their businesses and, and, you know, really looking to get that up and running. I've worked with you know, people like yourself in terms of, you know, actors and musicians and CEOs that are already successful. And a couple of the big things that, that I found is number one, you know, for people who are, either at a particular level and wanting to you know, get to a next level is the holding themselves back and, and getting in their own way. And then the second piece, which I found really interesting that I only discovered since kind of working with, you know, the higher level people who are already at that million dollar mark or multi-million dollar mark is they might have all of the outward success and everything that they've ever dreamed of and everything that they've ever wanted, but they don't feel successful. And that is a really interesting piece for me because when you, you can have everything externally, but if you don't feel that internal success, it's this constant, you know, pushing and grinding and driving, but feeling unfulfilled. And so, you know, basically where I come in is we all know mindset is key and we know it, you know, drives us. We know mindset controls a lot of things. Tony Robbins has been around long enough for us to know that mindset is an important part of whatever we do for success. Um, but I think the problem is, is 95% of our actions are dictated by a different part of our brain, a different operating system, the subconscious mind. And so when a lot of people are learning, uh, you know, about mindset and personal development and, and getting limiting beliefs out of the way and all these stories, a lot of the times how they're working to change these beliefs is with the conscious part of our brain, which only controls about 5% of our actions. So you might feel a little bit good for a while, but then you kind of dip back or you, you know, you go forward and backwards, or you just really struggling to get where you want to go. And so that's kind of where I come in is really dig deep into that 95 subconscious part of our brain, which is where our fears and our limiting beliefs and these stories that we are just talking about, that's where they're stored. So I basically, I like to kind of consider myself like a brain programmer. So I basically come in (laughs) and help people unprogram and reprogram, um, you know, the things that are holding them back. Yeah. And, and my experience of, of the two of you, while it's similar, uh, content in, in a way it's similar content, but with Xander, we did more, I, I remember more written assignments, more, Mm -hmm. we spoke about things with Maddie. It was more, yeah, I mentioned this to you that the, it was similar to some things that I've done with acting coaches that have been kind of Jungian dream work, um, mat work. It, it, yours was more similar to that. I think, you know, eyes were closed. Yeah. You were kind of guiding. It was like a guided meditation. And both mm-hmm. yeah. were effective for me for different reasons. You know, yeah. it was yeah. it was kind of a really little bit of a one-two punch. Yeah. What What's yeah, that? When you, pair, when you pair the two together, that's when... Yeah. Uh, you really get some, some yeah. stuff because consciously you have to have the grasp and understanding of it because we mm-hmm. are conscious beings. Um, but then when you can allow, you know, when you can allow yourself to dig into that subconscious, unprogram, you know, the beliefs, the behavior, the identities uh, that have created, you know, created your problems that you have today and then create new beliefs and, and programming to take you to that next level. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing stuff that can happen. Yeah. And I remember, Xander, I had known you for a while before I decided to work with you and I was very resistant to it because I thought, I know this stuff. I've read all these books. I've known, you know, I do this, I do this stuff, you know, and yet I kept coming up against, well, well, then why are you feeling like you, 
are not, you know, there's like another level that you're not going to. And it was in watching you work with someone at one of Craig's events and just how you kind of were a dog with a bone. You didn't, you were kind and compassionate with her, but you didn't let her, uh, slip away and BS you and BS herself. And I saw you kind of, um, you know, you kind of brought her to the truth that I could see from the outside where she was holding herself back. And Mm -hmm. I came up to you after that workshop. I remember it was in Santa Monica and I said, I, I want to, I want to work with you. Um, because I recognized myself in that woman you know, like yeah. I, I, there's a part of me that thinks I'm so open, but then I'm, you know, was guarded about certain things. I'm like, I'm not going to let this, this, guy, this guy's younger than me. What's he going to teach me about mindset? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, um, yeah. but, but w- the outside eyes and what you did also was maybe there were things that I, I knew about and I was familiar with and maybe even very familiar with, but what I, what I appreciated was we really dug deep and got very, very specific to my yeah. particular hangups and needs and what I was looking to do. Um, and then Maddie, you know, ours was, was kind of, it was almost like the yin and the yang between the two of you. Like, like Xander, yeah. I still yeah. have notes from our sessions. And then Maddie, ours was more like, I can remember a, and by the way, for anyone listening, this was done through Zoom, the same interface that we're using right now with Maddie, yeah. or maybe even FaceTime. So, I was here, you were there, and maybe we, I think we even took it off of a video because I wanted to yeah. feel like I, you know, eyes closed. It was like I was. The confession theory is what I like yeah, to call it. Yeah. It was like I just had you in my head, like kind of, you yeah. know, walking me through the meditation. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't want to belabor this because I just want, I really wanted to, I felt like, you know, this episode comes out on February 14th. And I feel like this, this Valentine's day is, is full of, um, kind of, uh, a lot of, you know, it's one of these things they call it, you know, the, the hallmark kind of like a hallmark holiday where people feel obligated to do it, but I, but they feel obligated to whether it's go on a date or send flowers or whatever it might be. But Mm -hmm. I do think it brings up a lot of, um, issues that people are having around love and relationships. And I, so I, my hope is that this conversation can in some way be a, an example of, of where, if you're listening and you're not feeling like you're, uh, you're where you want to be, whether it's business wise or it's in love or or it's a relationship with your kids, whatever it might be, I think it applies mm-hmm. to all of it. You know yeah. how you can take different steps and see different results as you guys did. Yours just happens to be drastic because of the geographical <laughs> difference. Yeah. You know, uh, but really, thank you guys for you know coming on and and displaying your. Your love absolutely. life for the yeah, rest of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so great to see your faces and um, and congrats on everything. And um, for anyone listening, I will put uh, in the show notes. I'll put links to uh, their businesses if anybody wants to reach out to them. And uh, otherwise, just at least walk away with some hope for mm. you know whatever it is that your situation is with, with your relationship. So, and, and don't reject yourself before somebody else rejects you. Yeah. 
And you can force love. Yeah. (laughs) Moral of the story. You can force love. You can can force love. Maybe that's the title. You can force love. Boom. We just got it. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you guys. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Okay. Top three takeaways. Here they are. One, you have to be willing to do things that others may criticize if you really want something. I wanted to find an amazing woman before the end of 2017. Uh, it's end of October. I've got about 60 days left before, uh, before the end of the year. So um, my goal is still to meet that woman before the end of the year. Not everyone views Xander's original post in a positive light. You heard them say he got backlash for it originally. But what it resulted in is both of them being very happy that he had the courage to do it and Maddie had the courage to follow through. Number two, the big fallacy of loneliness. People think of someone, if someone is attractive and successful, that automatically that will translate to a great love life. Not true. If you're not focused on any aspect of your life, it will atrophy, which is why it takes so much effort to keep every aspect of one's life in tip-top shape all the time. Let's be honest, right? It was just, you know, I, I had gotten comfortable in the business side of my life. So whatever it is that's your highest priority, focus on that if you really want results. Number three, things don't just happen for you. Yes, there's the grace of God or the universe, however you want to word it, depending on your beliefs, but you need to put yourself in positions to be helped by the choices you make. Maddie made a choice before the Facebook Live post was created and reached her. So I really made this commitment to myself to like get out of my comfort zone. And I was doing these things called bold requests. So every single day I had to make a really bold request. Had she not made that choice and taken those steps, when that Facebook video came across her computer, she wouldn't have seen it as an opportunity. And 3B is her massive courage in following up after Xander blew her off. We discussed it in the episode, but it's worth repeating. Don't assume you know the reason someone blew you off, stood you up, failed to respond to an email, etc. Put your ego aside and persevere if you're really serious about attaining something. Okay, that is it for today. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you, Xander and Maddie, for sharing your story. Thank you for listening. If you're new to 10,000 Knows, you should know that you can check out the links in our show notes for more information about the two of them, links to similar past guests, where to follow me on social media so you can get announcements and promo videos of who's next, be added to our mailing list, contact us, or shop for T-shirts and hats in our store at 10,000knows.com. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen so you don't miss any episodes when they come out and share it with your friends if you think it can help inspire them, get them out of a rut, or just entertain them. We'll see you next week. Thank you.